is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. I mean, we're live. All right, I'm so, live. Uh, is this 100? No, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think we're going to go to 100 until we're we gonna get... We're going to invent 100. We, yeah, well, un- until we get to our studio. We'll, we'll okay. just kind of... Yeah, we'll just right. have a big party somewhere. Yeah. And just this call is, it a podcast party. Yeah. Or <laughs> and not even, not even put a number on it. This, this, is, this is, is just a hangout right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a like, Facebook Live hangout podcast. Like after the TV shows, they got a you know, conversation and they just start talking. This is what it is. It's not even a podcast anymore. So <laughs> no, you just... Hangout. I mean, it's, listen, we're sitting on a pool table and Mike keeping <laughs> upstairs right now, right? So this, <laughs> this is really like... We're going to shoot some pool gonna, between... Uh, we got a mobile <laughs> studio. I just tapped those pictures in this yeah, morning. We we did. I was going to put the jersey on. I was going to go get the jersey. I know. Listen, I tried to put that thing on. Somebody shrunk it. It's freaking doesn't fit anymore. You know, it's uh, you know the cool thing. Zach wore that to uh, his ninth grade graduation. That Did was pretty. He? That was pretty cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. He came down with that on that day. That was uh, that was pretty special. But you know, now neither of them wear number two anymore. They wore number two going all the way through, and now they're taking on their own identity. So that's Zach is wearing twenty four because of Griffey. Okay. And Dylan's wearing fifteen because of Thurman Munson. Wow. So I love the fact that they're nostalgic with their, yeah, you know, with the, sure. uh, with the with the players. I think Dylan's more in tune to. Um, Football, you know, all the players in football than he is in baseball. Really? Yeah, I think football's a little more exciting for him to watch. I yeah. mean, he loves, he's a baseball player, and he's going to play baseball, you know, in college and, and hopefully at the next levels. But um, he he's more, you know, he can tell you every player and, you know, in, in the teams. And, you know, I asked him yesterday who's, you know, who's going to win the Super Bowl, and he just banged out four teams like that because this guy and that guy and this guy got traded and that guy, I don't know, you know. But you don't know, you know, he knows the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, we're Yankee fans. He knows the Yankees, but um, – Overall, knowing the whole, the whole, yeah, yeah whole, you know yeah. who's in the league and whatever, you know, he knows the That's staples the like the you know, anything, right? The yeah. trout and mm-hmm. you know, Whit, Whit Merrifield's been out at the um, out at our yeah, at our right. at our collegiate games and uh, and um, you know, he's an all star. You know, he's one of the best second basemen in the game right now. But Dylan wouldn't know who the heck he was. But you bring an NFL guy out there. Oh, I mean, it's and different. He's gonna, he's like, gonna know. like Wit's walking around. He looks like one of the guys. He looks like Wit's a tiny dude. Oh man. my god, I was very surprised. That, yeah, you know, his brother height is is bigger. Got the bigger. got the big league body, yeah. and you know, Wit's, Wit's got, got the big league tools. Yeah, so. <laughs> big league money. <laughs> yeah, big league money and everything. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, there's there's a guy that scratched his way. You know, yeah, there, oh, was, yeah. there was no guarantees. I mean, fairly high draft pick. I mean, you know. Uh, played at University of South, South Carolina. Game winning, game winning hit know. to win the College World Series. College World Series, That's you right. know, and, and gets an opportunity. You know, there's, there's there's a point to that though too, because somebody like Whit Merrifield doesn't really get looked at in the low in the different levels of college baseball. No, he doesn't. Because these guys, more scouts go to these games to see the arms. Yep. And then they see what's around them. Mm-hmm. Then going to look, I'm going to I'm going to University of South Carolina to watch. Second baseman Whit Merrifield. No, nobody does that. No, right? It doesn't happen that way. So just happens to go if you know get you know big game goes three four with a couple of doubles and you know hey listen you get an opportunity you never know yeah. I, I'm an example of that you know Absolutely. you put me in the system and, and mm-hmm. you never know you, you grind it out and you got to be you know there's a lot of things to it obviously there's talent there's right place right time uh, people who like you mm-hmm. along the way and you fit into the organization in terms of their plans that's and, right. And, it worked out. It worked out okay to get to the big leagues with the White Sox, but it not necessarily was their plan for me to be there long term. Yeah. But you get there with the Mariners, and you have Edgar Martinez, 
who, you know, eventually, you know, he's the reason I probably stayed more than because Vizquel came in and started playing short. You had Harold Reynolds locked in, so you had two all-stars up the middle. Up the, yep. You know, and if I was going to play a ton in that scenario, it was going to be on travel days or if somebody got hurt, which I did get my playing time, but I got more time at third base because I fit into the situation because I could field. You know, that was my that was my yeah. strength. That's what got me to the big leagues more than, obviously, my offense. My offense wasn't horrible in the minor leagues. It just wasn't a game changer at the big league level. So you got somebody like Edgar Martinez from the seventh inning on, you got to start thinking, how do I get him off the field? Yeah. Because you got to have your best defensive team on the field if you're in a situation to compete or win. And um, But if you're not in those scenarios, it doesn't it doesn't work out. I mean, left a ton of guys in the minor leagues that were far better than I was talent-wise. It's got to have all the tools, and it's, it starts with, you know, up here. Yeah, you know? I, I think that's probably the my greatest strength. That You know, defense was my greatest physical strength. Yeah. You know, my hands, my feet, my arm. Um, but in terms of how the game was played, you know, I think I, I was probably in the top 10% of – you know, players at that level. Now mm-hmm. they don't pay for that. Uh, no, <laughs> I got no money for that. But you was but, up there. But I, you know, but I was there, and I got five years, and the check shows up every month, and makes my wife happy, and <laughs> that's all that matters. You got to keep mama happy. That's you it. Know? So, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, happy. So, and it's nice. I mean, it's you know, it, 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 it when that thing shows up every month, it's you know, it's kind of uh, reinforces what you did and the accomplishments that you made. Well, that's the debate right now. That's on Twitter. You know, with uh, Jeff Rye and a lot of uh, other guys. You know, teacher man. Oh my God, dude, it's been like Jeff is on. A new rant right now he's on a new rant with pbr and and perfect game he's just going off on those guys but you know they're saying that he would not be able to make it in this day and age right like if he was coming up i know that's uh, you know if he was coming up you know i think someone said they had a conversation and they said hey if ted williams was playing in this day and age would he be able to make it and you know they said you know yes just because the you know he would adapt to what the time is, right? Like Ted Williams had, the, you know, I mean, one of the sure, best hitters, the greatest hitters ever. Yeah, so he didn't have to adapt. He had, he had, you know, people talk about natural launch angles and things like that. And he was talking about that in the fifties. And he was, it was just, he was, that was his swing, and yeah. and, and, his, and it was not necessarily a launch angle. It was getting on plane getting with the on pitch, plane with the balls coming down. Where you know, getting eight to ten, yeah. eight to twelve degrees angle that is coming at you. You get your swing at eight to ten degrees. You're gonna want max impact. You know, let's create backspin stuff like that and chop down and cut. You, you give yourself a zone. That's, it's not realistic. It's not realistic consistently. That's right. Listen, guys hit 300 because they get jammed. Yeah. They flare balls out. They have C&I hits because they stayed in the zone a long time, not because they were launch angle and, you know. But who cares? I mean, it's, 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 it's pathetic that, you know, 300 isn't even looked at as, a, as really a great benchmark anymore. It's That's how many crazy. home runs you can hit. That's it's, crazy. You know, it's, it's, it's home runs versus strikeouts, yeah. and it's, it's, it's sad. It's really uh, it's difficult to... You know, really watch the, how the game was designed to be played because the game was talk, go back to talk about the small guy. The game was designed to be played with everybody having a role, mm-hmm. not everybody's role being the same, and that's trying to drop bombs. The second baseman in in the major leagues has changed now because yeah. all you have to do is be able to catch a ground ball that's hit right at you. You don't have to have range because we play the shift. Yeah, right. No range. You don't have to have. You don't have to have a special. Um, knack for turning a double play. I know as a second baseman, I had three different pivots. You know, I went across the bag, behind the bag, or or back on the bag. Yeah. And, I, and during in and out, which we, they don't do anymore either, before a game, I, w- I would show all three. So when these guys were coming down on me, they didn't know which way I was going to go. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't a target. You know, I was a moving target. And then at shortstop, what I would do is every time I took a throw, I would drop down. I mean, I'd, I'd scrape my knuckles on the dirt. And let him know. You so, know, so listen, that, you're going to come this way. I'm going to, you know, and I'm not going to back off. 
So they don't do in and out no more. I mean, I've never been to a no. game that early to ever see it. You no. know, no yeah. more, no more. So we used to go in, take BP. Yeah. If you're the home team, you take BP first. Mm-hmm. You go into the clubhouse, you recoup, you regroup, and then you, uh, just before the game, you go out and you take your ten minutes of in and out, and then the other team was, yeah. you know, come in. No. So yeah, I would go out there and I'd watch right fielders' arms. I'd rather yeah, watch that's... the arms of you know. I'd see who you know who am I going to run on or who can we run on or now it's just it's all on scattering reports and it's all on video. So they get their work before gotcha. during BP. Gotcha. And you hope they're getting the right work. But defense isn't. It, it, there's not a you know it, it's not a marquee thing anymore. It's just you know. Man, that would be pretty cool for the fans to go see. Oh, like, you know it was what I mean? Like seeing, I loved you know, it. Guys, like you said, you know, seeing Judd or these guys throwing yeah. from the outfield, just throwing laser beams to home plate. And I, I, I would get it. Like guys, are, you know, that are taking in and out every day, like Randall Shafe, you know, we take it at second today. Would you take it at short? You know, what, you yeah. know I'd, I'd go wherever. I don't care. That was my preparation for a game because my role was a utility man. Yeah. So I had, like, I would go out and that was, okay, let's go. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm ready now, you know, and I get it. Guys going out after taking fifty to hundred ground balls at their position, and then having to go out and take you know turn oh, two you. go whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we yeah. we can do all that. I'm, you know I get it, but it was it was it was part of our just agenda the, yeah, for for the fan. It was experience, very cool. right, like yeah. you know what I mean, as a fan, just to see you know. Why I mean? should you give the fan an experience when they're paying a hundred dollars a ticket <laughs> <laughs> and two fifty at Yankee Stadium? Oh jeez. Oh, well, you get you get you know get a really soft chair and. <laughs> get to kick back a little bit. And you get to go to the steakhouse. Take a nap. Yeah. yeah. You know, steakhouse, the sushi. That was amazing the first time I walked around that place. What, the new Yankee Stadium? Yeah. Yeah, that's so, that's I it. wasn't in the old, old Yankee Stadium. I was in the, the, the new Yankee Stadium, and then not the new, new Yankee Stadium. Wait, so, because they, rent, they, they, they upfitted. They renovated and did a lot of things in the old stadium. Okay. So that was, you know, that was it. I mean, I didn't play in the stadium that, that – Ruth and those guys played in. He was right behind Ruth. I was, I was. Yeah, they, yeah I was right there. Um, you know, but when they started to renovate everything, it was, you know, it was, I it was like, the clubhouses like and all that other stuff. But the brand new stadium, holy cow, we took the boys there and it was. As far as, far as the game experience, I've been to both. I've seen the last game at Yankee Stadium and I've seen the new game, you know, when, when they, I like the old stadium better, honestly. Right. It's just got more history. It's just like. It's just I mean, something. it's like going into Fenway. I never you know, been to you Fenway. You go into Fenway yeah. and it's just, it's the same atmosphere it's been forever. Mm-hmm. You know, you may, you know, the clubhouse may be different or something like that because it was tiny when I was there. Yeah. Um, it's at the fan experience there. I mean, it's the best dude, game to watch. You walk out of the dugout, you walk out of the dugout and up the steps and onto the field in Yankee Stadium and know you're playing at the major league level that day. Yeah. Chills. I'll get chills right now. <laughs> same thing, same thing in Fenway. Really? You know what I mean? You came there with so much history. And then you're taking BP with nobody in the stands and you see the red chair where um, Ted Williams hit his home run into right field. I mean, it's like, it's like is that a mile away? Unbelievable. Really? And then, you know, I was at, uh, I was at the, uh, the game in 79 when Reggie Jackson hit the three home runs. And now I'm on the field and I'm looking, you know, That's I'm looking out and I'm like, Dude, I saw him. I saw him hit one there, there. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, it, it, those things. Those things were really cool. Just uh, walking into the batter's box and just knowing that, like Luke Garrett, Bob Beirut, Shepard, like Bob all those Shepard. guys. That's crazy. Announcing your name, yeah. batting Schaefer. Oh, that's number two. A, that's a legend, Jeff right there. Schaefer. Yeah. Like, oh. you know, and you've heard that for you know, I don't know how many games growing up you heard him yeah. announce. You know, and uh, you know, just just amazing stuff. Just just great. Memories like that, not memories of the game so much. Just, you, know. you know, you have your memories of your first hit, your first home run, your first start, your firsts are a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you won a World Series, I'm sure you, you know, you have that, or you made an All Star game. Um, you know, those are the personal things that 
But overall, just, you know, the environment and the travel and the players yeah. and the clubhouse and the card games and, you know, and, and going out <laughs> to dinner. And just, I mean, just, you know, things like that. Those are the things that resonate with you later on in life. Not so much. Yeah. You know, I, I got three hits in this game, four hits. You know, the first Griffey Griffey game, I do. I, I hit a double in that game to, to drive in the winning run. You kept the end in the log or? I almost lost the end. <laughs> it with an error. <laughs> so the damn error between my legs. It's like, geez, here we go, man. From, you know, from hero to goat. But, uh, yeah, pretty cool. So they had the Griffey Griffey special. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, the 30, 30, Did you see me in it? No, I did not. No, because I was in it twice. High five in both times. Nice job, guys. Way to go. Nice play. <laughs> nothing, you know, nothing that saved the game. I got to watch it again now just for yeah, that. Yeah, you'll see it. It's, uh, after the first Griffey Griffey game and then when they went back-to-back, back-to-back uh, hits, it was... Uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun to watch. Sweet mullet. I mean, I had a hell of a mullet. I did, man. It was touching shoulders. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and, I had a, and I had the bad porn stash going with oh, it. Did, did you always have a comb in your pocket for the mullet? You know what? I, I used to have to like blow dry, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I would never go hair products, you know. I just shake it back, just let it air dry, you know, throw. You know, you got to take your helmet off. And you got to like run like that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. All spread. right, so let's get so, into the fun so, stuff. Yeah. So, um, put out a tweet today about you know growing up and. I don't know why I thought about it, but I thought I, it, it hit me like, you know, I used to go place, I used to put my glove on my handlebars. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I had a paper route, I'd put the bat in there. Otherwise, I'd put the bat across the handlebars with the glove on there, and you'd drive to play a, a pickup game somewhere. I'd say you drive, you rode your bike, you, you rode, know, whether yeah. it's down the street or into the field. But you had these pickup games that didn't involve parents, Yep. didn't involve any pressure. You, know, you get pressure from your friends, but, you know, you dealt with that every single yeah. day on, on, yeah. on all different levels, not just on the baseball field. Um, and you weren't chasing, you know, tin rings or trophies or points or things like this. That's right. And uh, so I posted it. But, I mean, I don't remember, you know, uh, let's say from the time I put on a uniform, what I do remember with the first uniform I got was Dew Electric, North Patrick Menford Youth Athletic Association. <laughs> uh, and Dew Electric, Penny Dew was in my class. In my, I, this had to be second or third, third, probably third grade. Penny Dew was in my class. So her father's company was Dew Electric. That was our team. But I remember getting that uniform, wool, oh, you know. I used to type. fold my hat like it looked like a house. Boom, boom, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then sometimes you'd fold the piece down in front, you know. <laughs> but you'd fold it up and stick it in your pocket, you know. I mean, you'd carry your hat in your pocket. Um, but, I, you know, I, re I remember that. I remember sleeping in my uniform the first time. Pretty cool, right? That's pretty good, yeah. But I don't remember anything to do with the game. I couldn't tell you if we won the season. We did... I remember Frank Girassi, a, real, a friend to this day, is still a, a great friend, was on that team. Um, you know, so those are the things that I remember. I don't yeah. necessarily remember. So it was a good memory, you know, like getting on your bike and going because you were going to hang out with your buddies. Yeah. You were going to play a game. You were going to be the, you know, whether if you were, the, you were the GM, you were the manager, you were the player, you were the coach, you were all that. That's right. You know? And you had to select your team. Every time it was different, you know, and. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that was the time where it was everyone organized it themselves, right? Like you just, hey, we're going to meet tomorrow at nine o'clock and just went out there. But nowadays, everything is so structured and everything is organized and just, you know, walk out the car and just be like, what filled, you know, filled 14. Oh, get in. You yeah. fall asleep yeah. in the car. They sleep all the way there. Yeah. Then they get out, you know, and then it's, you know, 
It's just a, it's just a different the time right go, now. The tents go up. You know, the circus goes up. You know, yeah. the, the, you know the all the parents are there and everybody's watching. It's you know it's you know they're monitoring the other team, which we'll talk about here in, in you know in a minute. You know how many pictures that kid throwing? How many you know whatever? Yeah. It's, it's just it's just it's it's a different world. A where do you time. where do you think the fall off was for that? Because even when I when I was growing up, I mean, we went to the park, played pickup games every See, single day. It's it, it's hard for me to put a finger on that because you know I spent 14 years in pro ball, so I mean that was still part of the 70s. You know, because I remember kids, you know, going past the park. Yeah. You know, you're saying, we, you know, you didn't even organize it. You just went to the park because people were there. You just seen if you wanted to have a two-man game, you couldn't hit the ball to right field. Or you yeah. had, or, I mean, yeah. that's how I learned to go opposite field Yeah, is you didn't have enough guys to field the team. So if you hit a ball, if, if you were a right-handed hitter and you pulled the ball to the left side, you were out. So you had to learn to go the other way. Yep. And so games were created that way where that doesn't happen these days. You know, you don't have that. You know, where where you're developing your own skills, you're developing your own instincts. Yeah, I think I think now more than ever too, parents are going to be more reluctant to let their kids out go to the park to. I mean, well, coronavirus obviously, but. Well, I mean, I think where where the game started taking a shift was probably you know where we started losing um, little league baseball and you know like le- legion or or you know local area where everyone started thinking they had to go outside of their area to start playing better baseball so to say you know in their mind better baseball and they started chasing then when it started getting into being like we're not playing little league or we're not playing you know your local community you know area baseball and we got to go to georgia and we got to go to florida and we got to go you know outside of your area more travel involved, yeah more travel yeah. and then it became now a bigger ba- big bigger part of the game was as far as like all right now we're playing better baseball now we're chasing scholarships and we're chasing, you know, now we want to be on that top team, that national mm-hmm. team. And mm-hmm. We want, you know, so it, it, it started that. I think that's where it evolved, where before as parents, you know, especially, you know, coming up with my kid, you know, what I mean, it, when he was, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, it was like, hey, we're going to stay in New York and we're going to play in the tri-state area. And then once they get older and the teams start traveling all around the country, you want to go to the Disney tournament or the, you see those if you're going there for experience. Yeah, that's it. Not going there because, you you know, uh, these people that are chasing these trophies and stuff like that, that are running all over the country, that think they're building the top teams. There's probably five top teams in the country. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's it. Everybody else. I mean, that's the illusion that these people have by putting on these uniforms that are, you know, nationally branded. Mm-hmm. And we have friends that are that are that are that are running these organizations. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 their business model. And we go back to this all the time. And I'll say it, you know, one more time. You're buying into the business model. You're not buying into the opportunity because you know the, the opportunity doesn't come from just putting on the uniform. Yeah. Right. So they think that, you know, we walk around all the time and we see all these different uniforms and they're not that good. Mm-hmm. And and our one team per age group either competes with them or beats them. Yep. All the time. So it's not like it's, you know, it's it, it, it's it's anything special. But, you know, to your point, that becomes the illusion. Yeah. That, you know, or it becomes it becomes more for the parent to say, Oh, my kid's playing for this one. Yeah. You know, you know who you know, it's 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 just bizarre. I think it, it, it's it's putting a lot more pressure on the kids, and you know, we're, you know, as as parents and you know, as adults, we're we're taking away, like you just brought up with your tweet this morning about the fun and about the aspect mm-hmm. of it, where the kids are just having memories, right? Mm-hmm. Where if you ask, you know, the kids nowadays, hey, who did you play last week? They probably have no idea. I, I mean, I was in Georgia somewhere. What park yeah. did you play in? I don't know. You know right. what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a, some high school field or whatever the case may be. Where it's not, it's not the enjoyment and the fun. And everyone says, you know, everyone wants to be like, hey, it's, it's you know, we're, we're, we, he's not committed. And er, you see every post now, 
uncommitted. Why is it? Why, why is that a highlight of a kid of uncommitted? Mm-hmm. Yes, he's in ninth grade. Of course, he should be uncommitted. You know what I mean? It's the 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 the, the two percent of the country that's committed in the ninth grade, right. where the that, other ninety eight percent are chasing for that commitment. Where when you start talking about uncommitted, 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 what colleges? The kid starts getting a, a forced sense of like, hey, I'm not playing this game no more to be with my buddies or have fun. It's a matter yeah. of I'm chasing that 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 college offer, and then you know it's a matter of when they don't get it, not a disappointment. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's 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 it. College is expensive. I get it. Yeah, right. But the other piece to chasing a college is you got to chase a college that your talents and ability fit into. Yeah. So all these guys want to chase, you know, like what school's going to be there? What yeah. school's going to be there? Well, Clemson's going to be here, but guess what, dude? You can't never play at Clemson. Mm-hmm. You know, you're never going to get there. It's just not going to happen. You yeah. know, but if you don't start to list these these dogs in these events, nobody wants to show up. And nobody wants to show up. And then the other side, everything that we do is called a showcase. Yeah. So we'll go down and uh, play an event and it's called a showcase event but there isn't a college coach to be seen. <laughs> yeah. So who are you showcasing to? We've missed, we've missed the part that there's an experience to this. Yep. And we have to, you know, we have to enjoy this as long as we can, because when you take the uniform off, it's off, dude. That's right. It's, you don't get to do this again and you don't get to do it at this level. Yeah. Um, you know, you can go play in a men's rec league and you can go do some different things and still yeah. enjoy the game, mm-hmm. but you don't get to compete at the highest levels in the world. That's, kind of a, a, a decompression. So you got to recognize that, yeah. that this is a great experience and you're going to play this game as long as you possibly can at the levels that you think that you can compete at. That piece, that piece right there is gone. That's, so that's just the experience. Opportunity comes if you're in the right place at the right time. That's so right. I, I look at all these, when we talk about this, there's five top teams in the country. Every kid on that team is committed. Yeah. What good is that? Now, what are you, who are you playing for? So now you're going to go to a showcase event that's all college coaches and very few major league scouts. What are you playing for? Yeah. Why, you know, why are you doing? See, so people always ask me, and it's been several times, and we've been approached by organizations. Like, mm-hmm. why don't you become our organization? Why don't you do this? You'll get all the dudes and all this other stuff, you know, with the, with the, the level of coaching and yeah. experience you have in your organization. Because you know what? I like being the guy that competes against them. Yeah. I like the guy that wants to go out there and say, you think, you know, our helmets don't match. So what? One guy's got a red pinstripe down the side of his pants, and you know our jerseys are the same, our hats are the same. You know who we are. Yeah. You know now let's play, let's roll it out and go. And you know, but you know oh, we we got to buy five uniforms. I need I need <laughs> the bag. I need the shoes. I'm like, dude, Everything. we just we just waxed you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't even know who we are. And that's what it's about. It's a matter of you know a status quo. It's not about you know what I mean. Hey, did my son get better at the end of the summer? You know, I had a you know one of the parents you know send me a. Uh, DM on whatever whatever social media platform and their kid was I think turning 13 and he's just like hey what do you think about going uh, this showcase and that showcase and I was like hey why don't you take that money that you're going to spend on the next three years three or four years and, and spending it on all those showcases and take half that money and start worrying about developing like mm-hmm. find the best hitting coach or find a find your catching coach and you know what I mean take that money for the next year and invest in your kid and have him develop from you know if he's 13 now and then at 16, if he's doing what he's supposed to be doing as far as the training and the, and the you know the development part, you go out there in those national showcases and nobody haven't seen you, you know, and mm-hmm. you just 
pop up and everybody's like, oh my God, who's this kid? Right. I said, because what's going to happen right now is yes, your kid is good at 13 and he might be good at 14. And if you start going to showcases at 14, 15, 16, they've seen you for those many years. So what's going to happen is they're going to start picking them apart. They're going to start looking for every negative once he gets to that point and start saying, oh, he's not, he doesn't hit well or his, his you know, mm-hmm. his release. So you, you, you might have got to that national scene where everybody wants writing about you. But now when you get there and you, you know, when you get there, at, when it counts, they're, they're going to start picking you apart. They're never going to write something negative. They're always, they're always going to write something that tries to bring you back. Yeah. And then you're invited to the next greatest thing. Yep. And it's, it's a pyramid scheme. I mean, you start down here and you get in, right? You go to this event. And you're ranked 85. And now you want to be. oh, my God. But yeah. you've just, you know, we recognize you at this event. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you had no real skills. You're like a stock player. You're in that, you know, in mm-hmm. that mix. But you're, you know, now you're, you know, you're here. And then your name gets on. You know, some social media, because that's all these kids are doing mm-hmm. is they're just trying to get on social media. They're trying to get the really, likes. Yeah, because they think that's going to impress a college coach. A college coach could care less. A recruiter could care less of what they're seeing on that. They got to go see for themselves. Yes. And they got to have somebody that has some experience and some understanding of the game and has the ability to evaluate talent, say, kid can play. Yep. Go see him. I think, I think it's that, and they want to show off to their friends, too. And then their friends are like, hey, oh, mom course, and dad, why can't I do this? You know, And it just spreads well, across the board. It's a great business model. Sure. I mean, they're playing right into the social media. Yep. They're, know, they're th- taking dollars right from, you know, because the parent doesn't want the kid to feel, left oh, out. why didn't I do that? Yeah. I should have done that. You yeah. know, you know it's, no, we'll, we'll do it. We'll spend the $320. So I, I spent $320 this year on one event. Not happening again. Not not in that event. But it's not happening again. It's 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 more than the three hundred and twenty five dollars for a lot of people, right? Like so it's three hundred and twenty five dollars to get into that event. Then it's a two day event. Then you gotta pay for hotel, gas, food, and everything sure. else. Yeah. So yeah. at the end of the week that you just spent over a thousand dollars for your kid to be in a in a showcase. Listen, if your kid needs to be in that type of atmosphere, okay, so be it. But as far as as you know, to what I to my point that I was saying was Develop, like go work on your skills. Yeah. You know, if you're good, they're gonna find you. Like we were just talking about, uh, 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 wit. You know what I mean? He, 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 he got seen. He was at the right place at the yeah. right time. He got the big hit. He got the the, the game winning hit in the College yeah. World Series for for South Carolina in 2012. Proved that there was something different. In yeah, him. and you know what? They gave him a shot. You know, mm-hmm. he was just the right place, right time. And it wasn't yeah. a matter of, you know, did he go to probably all those showcases? Maybe, maybe he didn't. Yeah. I don't know. You know, but. He didn't get the biggest, most physical athlete is not always your best baseball player. No, I'll tell you one of the kids that are out there right now who I who I like watching, and maybe he's got some holes in his swing and stuff like that now. But is uh, is Jonah Beeman? Oh my God, he's I love I, I, I mean to me Jonah Beeman is the next level second baseman, and if somebody can clean up that swing and shorten it up a little bit, that's a Joe Morgan type player. He's fast. I mean, his he's glove. got good hands. He's got good actions. He's he's a he's second a, baseman playing shortstop right now. I mean, there's you know there's he's all over the field, and he knows he knows yeah. the game. He's in the right spot at the right time. I mean, every any time the ball is hit, I mean, I get to see him every week. You know, he's playing for us, and uh, um, he's just always in the right spot. Like, yeah. hey, ball hitting the hole, he's right there. Yeah. He's backhand throwing a guy at first. Ball hit up the middle. He's going over his shoulder. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, just. Like he's, he's just got he's just, he's just got a lot of holes in his swing. He's got a lot of swing and misses right now. But that I mean, but that's I mean, listen, something like that with the right guy, you can in in the, in the right time to rep out and yep. not try to make the changes all the time in the game. Yeah, 
you know that can uh, that can work out. And to me, that would be that would be a great late round draft pick or or middle round draft pick. Listen, and, and you know he's never going to be a one one because he's not going to walk off the bus and go, yeah. "Holy cow, this kid's six three. He's one ninety. He's chiseled, whatever." But you watch him go. You watch his actions. You watch his hands. You watch his feet. You know and, this and, is the, but. You know, and he's such a great kid, by the way. And he too. goes, where did he go to South Carolina first? He went to South Carolina first and year. And did, he, did he did he stay the whole season or did he get yeah, out he in the, the fall? Season. No, no, no. He played in the whole season. He he got in a few games. You know what I mean? He did. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he did well. I mean, held yeah. his own. And I think now he's, he's at won. Lewisburg, right? Yeah, he's at Lewisburg, and he wanted just more playing time. And he's playing a lot at Lewisburg. You know what I mean? With the JUCO yeah. route, and you know, he, before the coronavirus, he was everyday guy and doing what he had to do. I think he's and I think he's going back now. And you know, whatever happens, happens. But. Any D one school that picks him up is going to be they're going to be quite put him in the right spot. Yeah, you know, and and, and he's he's a kid that I would you definitely have to give an opportunity to be at the next level. And yeah, because he's gonna he's gonna be like a wit. He's gonna climb. He's gonna climb over you. But they can't. Some of these people right now can't get past the physical. That and this kid is strong. Yeah, I mean, I mean no, he's, he's strong. He's his baseball instincts off the charts, and he's such a good kid. Like, yeah, I know. His, yeah, his no, attitude, he's a good family. Great yeah, family. Great family. I mean, his attitude in the dugout is always positive. You talk to yeah. him, yes sir, no sir. And I mean, just a yeah. good kid to have in the dugout. I mean, I mean, I can't yeah. see why, you know what I mean? Nobody, I mean, like like you said, uh, uh, MLB team, it's not going to hurt them. You know what I mean? It's just going it's it's to help, you know yeah. what I mean? Somebody's going right, to somebody right look like a genius taking a kid like that. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody's definitely going to look good, you know, but um, you had an interesting weekend, huh? Or a week, almost a, almost a week. Has it been a week since you guys were down? No, we just, it was Saturday. No, it was um, you guys Tuesday, Tuesday through Friday. No, Tuesday through Saturday. Yeah, because I was yeah. going to come by Saturday, and then yeah. I looked at the temperature on my gauge, and it was 98. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm going home. So someone had a temperature <laughs> gauge on the field. It was 135 on the field on what? Saturday. Tabor, Tabor Mongero, who's Trent Mongero's son, is staying here with us because he's playing in the He just walked cleats. out. He's built, built he, pretty he, nice there. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. 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 Um, he, uh, his, uh, they're playing at um, the new – Christian school that has a turf field or whatever up there. One forty seven. Crazy. One forty seven on the turf the oh other day. God. Shot it with the uh Are you the turf has got serious corona. <laughs> <laughs> That's COVID it out. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I don't gotta worry yeah. about it. But then you know, some point you're putting kids, you're putting young kids, not just mm-hmm. you know, these guys are conditioned. They're different athletes than yeah. we are, right? Yeah. So they drink water, they hydrate, they understand how to take care yeah. of their body. They can endure that for a period of time. It's still going to get to them. Oh, but you, put, but you take hot. a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old and you put them on that on a Sunday and they got to play three games on turf at 150 degrees, you're taking a chance. I got a solution for them. Go swimming? No. Body armor. Drink body armor. Body armor, armor man. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be all right. Yeah. They could play the whole game. Uh, but I tell you what, pitcher, tell you. pitchers would fall out left and right after two. They couldn't go any more than two innings. No, you see it. You, I mean, you see, we saw it when we were down in Georgia. These kids get on the mound, and all of a sudden, and, and at PBR now, which used to be at Lake Point. Yeah, it used to be perfect. The infield is brown, brown, brown colored turf. <laughs> So with black pellets in it. Oh, yeah. So think about the difference between that little area, the mound is all brown, Mm -hmm. and the green grass-like turf, it's got to be 10, 15, 20 degrees in difference. So you're putting a pitcher and you're putting the infielders on this. Like, I never understood why they did that. They got that nice orange, which kind of, you know, looks kind of natural, but they put brown turf Is it it something new? In Georgia. No, it's been there forever. Oh, it's been there from the beginning. Maybe I haven't noticed it before, but yeah, 
I haven't been. You there should no. because home plate area. I mean, Ray had to sit in it. Oh, listen, you I, know, I don't understand why. I mean, catches. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. Those guys yeah. that just put on that gear every day in that 147 degrees, and and they put on that gear on. I mean, it must be. Hottest I was ever in was an Indian sweat in Seattle. That was crazy. But you guys had the different turf. You guys had that really. No, no, hard no I'm talking about like like got on a boat, went oh, to an island, oh, gotcha. and went into a tent, and did this. I don't know. I had a, we had a strength and conditioning coach that was really. <laughs> I thought was, that was going somewhere else. Yeah, they went yeah, into exactly. a tent. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. He was he was out there. But it's funny because you got you got eleven guys sitting in there in your underwear. <laughs> You know, and you're like sweating, and all of a sudden you start hallucinating, and you start, you know. Now people pay for classes for that. They call oh, no it a kidding. Hot box. I mean, yeah, you yeah. Know, just that. go play at, at Lake Point. You don't even have to go down there. You can hallucinate out there all you want. It's good oh, stuff. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but so you you playing in this event? Yeah. And the guys did good. Yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 they played really they well. Did great. But I always, I'm always. Uh, it's not even suspicious. You know what it is when the team is swinging the same bat. The kid hits and then he leaves the bat there and the next guy picks it up. Or, oh, I'll try, I'll try or, this. Or, they, or they're showing up all with the identical bat. Yeah. So there were there were two or three teams that were down there that I bet I was told they raised over three thousand dollars each to get seven to eight CF Zens that are just loaded. I mean, it flies off different than any Probably other. Probably got them rolled. Probably, yeah. and you could tell the difference between those bats and the ones we were swinging. Yeah. And well, I mean, that's like you said, Jeff. It's it's, it's a matter of. Uh, Every kid now, and there's not, a, there's not a tournament in the country that you can walk into and see a kid not walking with a bat. Everybody's got mm-hmm. a bat. But <laughs> when you play in a team and everybody uses the same exact bat, that's, you know. So, I, I mean, listen, yeah, you might get away with it, but I feel bad. I, feel, I think it's pathetic for the parents part of it that, that goes out there and they, they pay for that service of rolling a bat or shaving a bat or whatever the case may be, right? And, and they, 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 they want to they get their kid the advantage to get that hit. So, I mean, I, I look at it on the flip side. How bad of I mean how how horrible would you feel as a parent right that you did all that you spent all that care less. but you hit the pitcher yeah oh yeah if you, you if that, you hit that yeah. pitcher and God forbid you hurt yeah. that kid yep. yeah like so should the parent be held like like let's happen to say you hurt, sure. hurt a kid and they pick up that bat and I'm like hey let's test that bat out and they say hey this bat's been shaved and the inside has been rolled and this is like an illegal bat should the parent be held liable now it's an interesting question I don't know that I mean I, I would think that behind like in the deep state of you know. The ABCA and stuff like that. They yeah. talk about, you know, the bats, and I just wish everything went back to wood. Yeah, I mean, uh, I you think know, if you can I mean, prove that it's like rolled and it's altered, then I think that team. But would I mean, be, if, if, yeah. if, if I'm the parent and my kid gets hit, I would right? feel if, he's, yeah. if, he's, if he's the pitcher and he gets pissed. hit and he's hurt, and I'm like, that's an, I, we've been watching that bat, and that's something wrong. I I, I want to do another. So here's the beauty, bat. though they they knocked the team out that showed up with those bats. There mm-hmm. you go. I mean, she's well, and that and that that team also was combined with. They had top dirt bags, top Evo shield, and they had a, a local team that they See, that's the beauty it. of what we do. I love that, that we rolled in with the same group of guys we've had the entire year, right? Um, and we had, we had Parento and Craddock that was supposed to be on that team. They that we, that, they play up. Well, yeah. they played up because, the, yeah. the, the, again, they were able to play up, but they also – our roster was heavy, mm-hmm. and we don't want a heavy roster at that age because we want these kids to play all right. the time. Yeah. So it's nice. And, it may, you know, the only problem is when you run into events like that, you run short on arms Yeah. yeah. when you start to stretch well, it out. Well, that's the thing. That's, that's the double-edged sword. But if you're playing on a weekend tournament, you can probably just manage through five mm-hmm. games yeah. with uh, – you know, it's tough. With, it's tough to win. It's tough to win those tournaments when you bring in, uh, you know, what I mean, out of town get, uh, like guest players, right? You yeah. get five guys, five guys. You know, what I mean, you try to put a team. Yeah. There's no, there's no chemistry. There's no, there's nothing because everybody 
It's usually their fourth, but they're, they're, they're the four bat on air the team, and now they're batting eight. So yeah. it's like it's tough. Well, you know, if you're going, to, if you're going again, and I used to be like adamant, like you can't do that, don't do that. I, I'm I'm all about bringing arms with you if you can oh, yeah, bring you arms, arms with you because yeah. you got to protect the guys that you have. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You can't yeah. go, and then you can't, you know, you can't get deep into an event, and then start throwing your shortstop that never pitched. You know, yeah. before and hope that he's gonna, you know, get you through something. Because if you do, if you go into those events, you're going in to win. Yeah, right. right. You know, I would say you're allowed to add, add arms, but not. You know, you got to go with the position guys and the sticks that you that you came with. You you had your shortstop the whole year, and now you go into an special event like they went to this weekend, and Dude, like twenty five hey, guys on the roster. How did and in youth and youth baseball? Twelve years old. That's twenty five guys on a roster. I get it for uh, like a seventeen, eighteen year old tournament. You got twenty five guys, like probably fifteen of them are you know pitchers or two way guys, and you know, I mean, I get that. But twelve yeah, we, year olds, we, we run we run fifteen to sixteen on our on our showcase side guys, and that's that's that's, that's pretty much that, it. That one team though, and we have POs, a, and we have POs yeah. on that. The team that had a combination of players, they had I think seventeen on their roster. So, I mean, they, they had arm after arm, but we, we beat them 6-5. And, and, and at the 12-year level, do, do they really have POs? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's I, what I mean. I would, like, I would, no you, know, you don't want a PO. You want your, you want your better yeah. athletes. But, yeah. you know, eventually, that, that's always a sore subject, too, with a, oh, God. with a parent at some point. It's like, listen, man, you know, it's, he's not going to the next level. But he's going to play in high school at this position. Well, I don't care about high school. Yeah. I don't, it's, not, it's not my job to worry about what he does in high school. Yeah, that, that, my job is to get him in a spot where he's going to go to the next level. You want money? Is the high school going to give you money to play for that team? No. <laughs> exactly. You know, you're trying to get him a scholarship? Then, you know, listen, this is what it is. I just find it funny because, you know, parents will complain to the travel ball coaches, right? Like, my son's a, my son's a shortstop and a pitcher. He's a two-way guy, right? Yeah. But then when they get to high school and then the high school coach puts him as a PO, they don't say a word. Yeah. They, they just like, all right, he's a PO. Yeah. But the travel ball coach, they don't know any – they think they don't know any better. And they, they think the parents saying he's a two-way guy. But it's like, no, they're a pitcher. You know, and then when they get to high school and they have a pitcher, they go, okay. But they always question the travel ball coach and that, you know. So we saw on Game Changer also. And I, sometimes you can't really trust Game Changer because they'll change a pitcher out. Oh, they, and, and they not, forget. And yeah, forget. You know, we saw 101. We like saw 100, 101 pitchers. Any pitch that week, and he was getting ready to go pitch or he pitched before. He, he pitched. I, I believe pitched he twice. closed two games prior to that. So he closed two games. It would have been probably like a Tuesday, Thursday. Right. And then, so nobody's even guarding or monitoring because there was a pitch count. Yeah, they thing, did. Which, yeah, which they we did watched. the pitch smart stuff. But. So nobody monitored it to the to the. You know, they just let this kid run. Shame so on. he's, you know, he's. I mean, if he closed two games, let's just say he was lucky enough to get out in fifteen. That's a hundred and thirty something pitches in a week. In, in a two days. Day. Oh, in two days. Yeah. Well, shame on the parent, shame on the coach, shame on everybody that's involved. Right, that and kid. that parent should have known better. We know the parent. If that's the case, now he may come out at seventy or whatever, and they put somebody else in, and yeah. didn't make the adjustment and game changer and continued on. But you know, if, if you're a parent and that's happening, you better have the sack to walk down there and go, mm -mm. you know, you, you better get it. my, you better get my kid out of here because of a golf course. Yeah. I need to bring these people back every time I can. Mm -hmm. But when you're in a situation where it's truly competitive, mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's structured and tournaments and all that other stuff, you can't allow items like that to help yeah. benefit the kid. It's yeah. either you can do it or you can't because what's going to happen at some point when he does get that bat in his hand that he has to swing. That BB core. That, that, that BB core, that drop three that they do, you know, in our middle school. You know, you watch these kids. 
you know, they're dropping, they're dropping tanks with the drop fives and the drop tens or the eights and whatever. And then they show up at a middle school and they have to swing a, a drop three. I literally, my first year coaching middle school, had one kid that could get a ball over the the infield <laughs> that I would put people in the grass. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else just stood on the on the dirt on the lip, during yeah. BP. It was oh crazy. We bunted like fools that year. <laughs> <laughs> we Did played the ultimate at, small ball. You must have coached at a certain high school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, how, you know, how do you check the bats? How do you do that? Do you make everybody yeah, submit, or do you, or do you do like USA does? And you know, even they'll find ways to doctor that bat. Yeah, sure. But yeah. is every tournament have its own set of bats in the dugout? Well, I think that what they need to do is uh, um, like. Uh, softball, like men's softball, yeah. they have a machine. Yeah, like they like if if I challenge you, hey Jeff Schaefer got a you know mm-hmm. a doctor yeah. bat. They could take your bat, put it in a machine, and we're like, yeah. And I, I think they fine you and they kick you out, or whatever the case yeah. may be. You know, because in softball you could kill a guy too with those hard. Mm-hmm. You know, oh God, yeah. but but I think you travel ball. I mean, maybe it's too expensive. I don't know. I don't know the the, the right answer, but. Yeah. If they could do it in men's softball, I think they, they, they could find a way to do it in youth well, sports. Because if you if you do it that way, then every tournament has to do it. Because if you don't, if you're the one doing it, and two or three other uh, tournament directors don't. aren't doing it, they, these kids are going to go play in those other events. Yeah, that's true. And and, and that's the thing it. where the, the, the tournaments want these teams, and they just want the the, the, the the quantity. They don't want the quality. And and I'm looking at it. I'm I'm looking at it on the flip side of it. If God forbid somebody gets hurt because mm-hmm. that ball is traveling at a 30 mile power exit velocity faster than a typical bat that's designed yeah. for, and that pitcher doesn't have that reaction time where he just yeah. you know he and think he, how close they are. Yeah, yeah, and he's just out. He's he's an unathletic kid. He's just out there, just happy to be out there. Their, their team is not that good. They want to go to a showcase or a tournament down like they went to in South Carolina uh, shipyard, mm-hmm. right? And they just happy to be out there. And this kid, they play on an elite level team, and everybody's got to roll back. And that kid gets hurt. Yeah. Like, what happens now? Like, hey, was it worth bringing in two hundred teams? Did the turn? I mean, is it worth a risk of a kid? You know what I mean? Then you know, people gonna it's one kid out of. But it's a matter of I don't want that one kid to get hurt. At the end of the day, nobody, nobody does. Yep, nobody does. Not for the not not for the betterment of somebody's pocket. It's been. It, I'll tell you. I, Stepping into another direction real quick. It's been it's been crazy, you know, because our our youth teams are usually done in the summer. They're mm-hmm. not playing. Morning, then we yeah. bring them back in August yeah. and whatever. We we go from there. Now everything has been combined. Um, you know, everybody's cramming in baseball and running all over the place. And mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's been nuts. It's been it's it's been a challenge for us. Yep. You know, it's been a challenge with practices and getting people to practice. And we have been. We've gotten. You know, we're fortunate with. Yeah the tuck and having access to some other fields that's huge yeah. you know you have to have that but overall it's it's just been it's it's been wild yeah it's been wild and we knew it was coming too we're like be yeah ready. yeah we we did and uh thank you know i, I don't say thank we you know usa baseball shut down the ntis that's, this august for horrible. 2020 which internationally everything is basically shut down anyway yeah. so you can't do it so we're pushing our our um, kids that are registered for 2020 that are age eligible that stay still inside the parameters of USA Baseball into a showcase um, NTIS regional event in, and I say showcase, it's not a showcase, it's the, uh, the tryouts of the NTIS regionals in October. Yep. And then we'll pick one team out of that for 2021, and then we'll do a second one uh, for more people that want to register, you know, that didn't make it into the registration process this year for 2020 um, in July of next year, and then we'll pick the second team, and we'll go in with two teams per age group okay. per region. 
Um, so it covers it. And, 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 and then you, any of the 2004s as well, we're going to hold a showcase for. So they're not kind of hung out to dry. We're giving them that option. Hey, if you're not committed, we're going to hold a showcase for you. Have college scouts out there or have a. Hey, we'll pay, a, we'll pay the recruiters yeah. to be there. You know, we'll make sure that, that it's, you know, there's value to it. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the other part. I mean, it, you go down and you're paying all this money, and I'm looking like, where's the value in any of this mm-hmm. stuff? Right. You know, we ran our BIC Collegiate Coaches Skills Camp. And uh, we kick them off the field and just shave. I, I got a hundred ground balls. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine going to a showcase event, and get in front of college coaches, and be allowed to get a hundred ground balls? Yeah. Oh, and college coaches hitting them to you too. And college yeah. coaches They're hitting them to working you, working like with watching, them. And, yeah. You know, I mean, it was it was it was really the outfielders. We we set up the uh, the ATEC machine. They would they would track and fly balls. There was you know there was a lot of activity going on. Um, you know, I think we went uh, eight and eight on swings, so they got sixteen swings in the cage. Then we had some game swings. Yeah, you know, and. Uh, you know, just just making sure that these kids get the value. It, 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 what's happening? What has happened? I'm not saying what's happened. What has happened is it's not about the quality; it's about the quantity. Mm-hmm. How many kids and how many events can I get? Yeah, under my belt to capture as much revenue as I possibly can. Yeah, you know, it's. There's, listen, I'm 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 okay to pay yeah. if if I if know I'm get, if I'm getting a quality event and it's going to be legit yeah. and they're going to get an opportunity to be seen and they can never come back to me or I can never go to them and say, Hey, my kid only got four ground balls. My kid only got, you know, four practice swings and eight swings on, you know, and you want to tweet and market, you know, that's, there's no value to that. Yeah. There's no value. And, and there, and there wasn't a single recruiter there, not a single recruiter there. And you know what? So people, that's the other part of, of this, right? And Andrew is that, you know, people think that, these posts and all these these events are going to make a difference, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. Yeah, that was a that was a question on Twitter last week. Was the matter of if you tagging these college coaches in your videos, right? Are they looking at it? Uh, you know, if you tag Vandy Vandy mm-hmm. baseball, are they looking at you know how many you know are they how many really, tags are they getting? Yeah, how many tags are they getting? Are they really it's like looking emails? At, yeah, so it's uh, well, and you got to think about it. Who's running their social media? Is it the coaches or is it someone they have in marketing? Yeah, that's true. So they could just like it and that's yeah. it. I mean, that's a uh, it's so much. I mean, you know, Jeff Ride. I keep you know he's 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 the 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 bandit that's on social media right now, just blowing he's everybody. The disruptor, man, Listen, it's beautiful. He's like he's he is going, the disruptor. He doesn't care who's going after. He had his mother in a shegon shirt the other day. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I did not. Oh it's yeah, funny. he had his mom. Well, he put on <laughs> he, he put on Twitter the other day that you know what I mean that um, you know they're charging college coaches to do to you know to see these players as well, like to get a service. Yeah. To see. Yeah, they have to pay. They have to buy the. Yeah. So I mean, he's just like, why? You know, why is it fair to? That these kids yeah. are paying to get recruited. Now you're paying the recruiters to recruit these kids. So it's yeah. like, and how many kids are paying this fee that will never play in college? I mean, yeah. think about it. take 300 teams down there, mm-hmm. 15 man roster. Yeah, that's well, a lot of money. Listen, it's a lot of money. Okay, but on top of it, like, if you if you take that number, probably maybe a third of them, maybe a third of them has a chance to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. So everybody else is just. Lining pockets, man. Yeah, it's just you know everybody's got the, you know the wish and the dream and you know the the, the hope that hey. They're- so the charging the charging us enough to say that we're going to have college coaches here, but on the flip side, they're charging the college coaches to be involved. Yeah, I didn't I I, I did not know that yeah. until he wrote that on Twitter the other yeah. day, and I thought that was yeah. wild just to hear. You know, I I would think that you would provide those services for free to the college coaches, right? Like you would, that would that's your attraction. Yeah, like hey. Listen here, any college coach in, in the country could log on and watch a game or watch these kids or get their bio or information, you know, 
if they can't get to those events. But now that they're paying for that service yeah. to get, you know, I mean, it's just it was it was it was very very uh, eye opening just to see the business of where we are right now. But it's it's the the it's, you it's, say that's the magic word. It's it's a business. It's not. Yeah. It's not a. I don't even know the word for it. It's, I mean, the experience is gone. You know, it's it's all it's all it's all about dollars. Whatever we know, you know, which what you know with not holes. You know, we we've we've raised the money to build everything that we can possibly afford to build right now. Yeah. Right. We're raising more money to finish off the other field to finish off the vertical. We're constantly chasing nonprofit dollars, yeah. but we also know that the guy dragging the field has to be paid. The yeah. umpire has to be paid. Um, you know, we have to buy fertilizer. We have to get the grass cut. We have to, you know, we have to have a, a trash service. We have to pay for the lights. We mm-hmm. have to pay for the water. You know, so it's, you know, there's all this, um, you know, this expense involved in it. And every, every, every bit of it is, 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 is dollars. It's yeah. business. Yeah. It's business. Even on our end, when we're just trying to sustain, uh, we don't care about making money. Mm-hmm. We just don't want to have to not be able to take care of things. We want that park to, to be the nicest park in, in, in the Carolinas, right? And in doing so, there's an expense to doing that. So we have to sustain, but we don't have to sustain to the level that we're looking to make a profit. Yeah. You know, we're just trying to make sure that everybody is paid. You know, there's something in the kitty that when we have to go back and repair something or buy a piece of equipment or whatever, you know. It's, it's there. It's, yeah, the bottom line is not, how much money we make because not a single person involved in Knothole or involved in UDACF takes a dollar mm-hmm. in both our foundations. Not a, not a single dollar goes in anybody's pocket to do that. It's all, you know, for the purpose of the kids. Yeah. And, um, and we're giving these kids an opportunity this summer. I mean, listen, it's uh, opportunity and change lives, man. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, it's unfortunate where we are, but you know what? These guys are getting from the youth level to the collegiate level. Yeah. These guys are getting an opportunity to play. You got, questions? you got questions? No, I, I haven't even been looking at questions, honestly. You haven't? Okay. Anybody say hello? You got, yeah, you yeah. Sure you no, know, well, where, where, where you been? Hang on, uh, Andrew's been, been on I vacation. Want, I want to give a special vacation. Vacation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Wade Palmer said, said, hey, Ray. All right, good job. Hey, hey June, what's there going you go. on? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? No, his name hey. is June. Is, uh, oh, I no. I'm like, no, no, no. Was, <laughs> that's uh you you met you met that family they came down a couple years ago for the ntis jalen palmer oh sure yeah yeah yeah, 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 he, yeah, he yeah. Got signed by the mets you know yeah, what i mean yeah you guys uh, uh i remember i saw that i saw that on social media when all that went down yeah that's pretty, that's it, pretty cool exactly. yeah exactly he came down from new york and uh you know he he always his, his father's always calling me after the after the podcast is like hey i keep saying hello to so you he, guys so he survived the uh the 400 player cut yeah, yeah, he's oh, he, he's he's on the top uh, twenty uh, man prospects, prospects for oh, excellent. Very he's good. doing very very good. I saw uh, L.J. Newsom from our organization is doing very well. He's nice. in, he's in the uh, camp. He's oh, in is camp he? With no the, kidding. With the big league club, and that's a guy that just grinded himself through. That nobody, you know, we pushed and pushed and pushed, and you know, and ended up being Gatorade Player of the Year in Maryland. Really, you know, that whole story is crazy. I mean, he's we just his father walked in when I was up in Virginia on on, you know, he has. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with his legs, but not good, whatever okay. it is. And, uh, you know, powered down, you know, two packs of cigarettes on the way there and said, I got a kid here that, you know, somebody said, you should see. This is like in November in, in Virginia. I'm the only one in the complex. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. So we've let him swing a little bit. Okay, you know, field ground ball is okay. And I think he was 15 maybe at the time. Got on the mound, 88, 89, hammer, change up. So a good friend of mine, Brian Holman, that brought me out to the Mariners fan. He runs the Mariners. Yeah. He was a teammate of mine in Seattle. Was an agent at the time. And I said, 
Brian, man, you you got to you got to call Seattle. You got to do. You got to make sure that they take this kid, and they did. And now he's he's got a good chance of. Listen. And he's five ten. You know, he's built like a you know yeah. And uh, interesting enough, he says that his ball, because of where his arm angle is and where he throws from and how low he gets down the mound, his spin rate. No, it goes <laughs> up. It, it 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 elevates because he. You know, uh, and I don't know what it is, but he led the organization in strikeouts and first pitch strikes and all this other stuff. And he has just proved himself over as much as people don't want this kid to. That's you know, what it's about, right there. He just keeps proving, like you can't stop me. I just keep winning. It, it, I just it, keep doing. You don't need you don't need all the tweets, and you don't need people who just you know no. putting tweets about you. You need to just go out there. And, and this produce. kid, this kid might have said to me in the three years, three and a half years that we had him. I I honestly think that he might have said. If he said fifty words to me over that period of time, <laughs> I would I'd be shocked. He was a silent assassin. He just take them out. He wouldn't even he didn't talk to the kids. He just just did his thing. That's not a, not a, a, a I live with a one great of those, kid. I live with one of those guys. Yeah, you got one of those at home. So <laughs> I, I got, got one, I got one down the road too. It's like you know, right, right down the hall here. It's like you know, These guys you need like, to kind of let it out every now and then. Yeah, you start. Yeah, I have a quick question before we get off. Uh, yeah. uh, hey, have you noticed in the past six months? I don't know if it's just Corona numbers or what. We have more guys throwing 98 to 100 oh, yeah, than everybody. I've ever seen everybody. in my life. Like last everybody. year, we had one guy, Luke Little, that we heard. Yeah. That we hit 100. Everybody. everybody not us on social media. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what is it? Like, I mean, is it just like. The, it's BS. Is the guns fast? It's I don't, BS. I it's, mean, it's, it's just. It's really the running start. Listen, I don't, I don't care what. I, I, this is old school. And I'm. If you can't get people out, it doesn't matter. That's I mean, true. we got guys that are throwing Ched, and I tell our guys, go up there, you're still going to stand here until you get one strike. Yeah. Right, so now they get to sniff a fastball that's not in the zone. They see the timing, whatever, and they they're just standing there taking boom, boom, boom. Okay, so maybe he throws a strike. Now I'm ready, and even if he's out of the zone, I've seen it up here four times. I don't have to swing at yeah. it. Yeah. So you know these, it's it's just it it really is. It's ridiculous. You, you go back and you look at guys like like Maddox that came up and threw he threw hard. Right, CC Sabathia threw hard. Jamie uh, uh, Moyer Moyer. Through hard in the beginning, right? But all these guys carved out twenty plus year careers. Maddox, because I mean, Maddox, eighty eight to ninety, because they, they loved, they learned, they learned to pitch. Yeah, and that's we got a kid, Jake Boyna. Oh, I love Jake. Jake Boyna was like, what's Jake? Five eight? Nah, he's not big. You know, five eight, one hundred forty five pounds. We've had him since he was twelve years old, maybe ten years, eleven years old. This kid knows how to pitch. Yeah. He knows when to put one in the dirt. He knows when to go inside. He's and you know. He's, but who's gonna go? What what do you want school or whatever's no. gonna go? Oh man, we got, he's but he would carve. Oh my god, he's I, doing it. I mean, we have him pitching the collegiate. Yeah, he's, yeah, well, he's we need facing him, yeah. collegiate players right now, and he's. I know. He's coming he, out of there pitching three, four, you know. He uh, he told me yesterday, he's like, I got lit up. And I was like, oh, man, did you? He goes, yeah, lead off batter, had a home run. I was like, oh, man, what did you end up, you know, leaving the game with? He's like, just one run. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, how did you yeah. get lit up? You gave now, one, now like, we're not going to say uh, Jake's a rocket scientist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's not, I mean, he, you know, he's. He, he walks around in shorts and, and red, white, and blue boots on. Hey, cowboy boots. And cowboy <laughs> boots on. You know, he's he's definitely a treat. He's, he's a great kid, and um, you know, hopefully, he's he's going to look to go to a JUCO. But uh, uh, yeah, a, I don't I don't know where those numbers are coming from, and I don't. That's I don't, crazy you know, though. I'm just saying, it's like you know, you should have a camp that just says, okay, if you post that you throw 95 or better, you need to come to this camp. That's true. And how many of them don't show up, or how many of them show up throwing 87, 88? I mean, you know. listen, 95 plus is, is next level stuff. And I mean, it's like 95 plus is grown men in the big leagues that are 220 pounds and that's just six foot six. And, you know, you know, 
you know, throwing that. Now, Luke's that guy. Luke's a oh, big Luke's kid. Big, Luke, you know. big now, am I, am I suspect of 105? Absolutely. I'm suspect of 105. Am I suspect of 100 out of a guy every now and then? No. No, he Not threw it. I've seen it with my own. I've seen 100, yeah. 101. I mean, yeah. he, he... See, that's a, that I can that's... go. I mean, Chapman, you know, I mean, I mean, there's not many guys. I, I remember when I was playing, Rudy Cienes was a... God, he was built like a cannibal. He threw 100 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, have you ever stood up there against 100 miles no, an hour? I don't even want Dude, to stand up there. Uh, no. I mean, No, it's... if it hits you, it's going to hurt a lot. It's just, you know, pick a spot and start swinging and hope it runs into your barrel. It's <laughs> not like, you know, it's not like, hey, I'm going to see this pitch and I'm going to take him the other way or I'm going to turn Listen, on him. It's like, you know, it's if just, I'm on deck and the guy's throwing 100, I'm uh, I'm actually. You're crying. I'm, I'm, I think you're I might, I, I, I might have came up with the coronavirus at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. I got to yeah. go. I don't, don't want to. Ozzie, no Ozzie, Ozzie Gear was the master of that when I was with Chicago. It's like, hey, you know, I think Shafe needs to play a little bit today. And I, I look in the starting rotation, <laughs> Nolan Ryan. <laughs> go get him, Shafe. <laughs> you know? Go get them. But anything else, Andrew? We good? No, we're Any... good. Just a lot of people saying, hey, good to see us back. So. Yeah, good. Well, we appreciate everybody listening. It's uh, We have a lot of fun. and Listen, we, people we, are listening because I, I'm I getting hear text it all the time. Listen. We hear it all. One tool. Everybody's like, hey, one tool, one tool. And, you know. I got to get a nickname here. Yeah. Well, mini me. Mini me. Yeah. Hey, I got, you know, some, I, got some, <laughs> I got some cushions in this seat here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a prop ray up. seat. We thought he was going to get a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get a booster seat. Can, can, Give him a lollipop at the end when we're done, too, right? You get a lollipop. <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate everybody for whatever number it is. We're done counting. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're done. We'll counting. wait till we get to 100, and then we'll, we'll have a party. There you go. We're gonna have a party. So uh, we appreciate everybody listening to the Schaefer Baseball Report Facebook Live Mevo 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 Hangout Mevo. All right. Mevo 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 Mevo. Me who? Squirrel? <laughs> Don Squirrel. Rabbit Hole. <laughs> and podcast. I got that one right. All right. Peace out, everybody. Thank, Thank you, guys. man.